Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Wednesday, January 25th, and we start with local news. All was quiet as the ongoing Murray County Judicial Center project got the green light on Monday to move into Phase 2. That phase has an $8.9 million price tag and was approved 18-4 to at a full commission meeting. Hewlett Spencer, the county's owner-advocate for the project, has been busy bringing the first phase to a wrap, a phase that tallied an initial cost of $2,177,430, which included the old Daily Herald building demolition, mass site grading, utility installations, and getting the designated land pad ready for the second phase. Asphalt paving, site concrete, and additional bond, insurance, and construction costs make up the $8.9 million for the second phase. Chairman of the County Commission, Eric Previtti, stated on Monday that while the total project cost scoots up from the previously agreed-upon $30 million, the county stands to save a total of $267,000, a point also brought to attention during the meeting by current Budget Committee Chair Kathy Grodi. We're excited to keep moving forward on this, Pravitti said. The approval locks in prices for certain building materials that save the county some money, he said. The commission's approval of the amount amends building design documents to get the total complex size to where the building committee wanted it, Pravitti said. Last year, the commission had agreed upon an even $30 million, but the current additional design and construction documents moved the new cost to $33.9 million. Regardless of the bump, the resolution on Phase 2 aims to assure taxpayers they can still breathe easy because tax dollars will not be used for the project, a condition of the project's approval made clear by the previous commission. Actual construction moving forward in the days to come is often weather-dependent, and the project is too new in development to give a final estimated finish date, leaders said. The City of Columbia has established a design competition to create an official city flag, and Columbia residents are invited to take part in the process by submitting their original flag designs from now through March 15th. The final winning design will be announced on April 20th. The City is excited to give the public an opportunity to participate in the design process, as it will reflect and symbolize the community. Designs can be submitted on the city's website at www.columbiatn.com forward slash 727 forward slash Columbia dash flag dash project. All entries will be judged based on flag criteria presented in the competition guidelines, then narrowed down to three final designs. The public will have a chance to vote from April 1st through the 15th on the final three designs chosen by the Columbia Arts Council. The winning design will reflect Columbia's pride, rich history, promising future, and embody what makes Columbia special and unique, using meaningful symbolism and minimal color and design features. I couldn't be more excited about this flag design competition that will result in the first official flag for the city of Columbia, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. A flag creates identity, establishes symbolism, and promotes unity, and I can't wait to see the final product. Our community is full of creative individuals from all walks of life, and I am particularly pleased that this will be a public-driven process. And I am also excited that this project is being led in part by Nathaniel Bliss, a local scout with Troop 111, which brought forward the idea as part of his Eagle Scout project. 
I encourage all members of the community to participate in what will be a project that will be historic in nature, given its long-term lasting effects, he said. Nathaniel Bliss is eager to see the end result of his process. I chose the flag design competition as my Eagle Scout project because I'm interested in flags and what they represent, as well as the impact they have on a community, stated Bliss. I recognized that Columbia did not have a flag and felt it was time our city got one. A flag symbolizes a city, its history, culture, and people of all backgrounds. It unifies the community and provides something to rally around. As a proud resident of Columbia, I thought I thought our city, our historic city, deserved such an important symbol, he said. Basic rules and guidelines include, but are not limited to, 1. Submit an original flag designed by March 15th. 2. Competition is limited to Columbia residents only. 3. No compensation will be given for any design submitted. Four, only one entry per resident. And five, all ages and skill levels are welcome to participate. For a complete list of rules and information regarding the Columbia Flag Project, visit the city's website at www.columbiatn.com forward slash 27, I'm sorry, 727 forward slash Columbia dash flag dash project. Columbia State Community College welcomes Aubrey Logan to the Cherry Theater on February 9th as part of the first Farmers Performance Series. She's a singer, trombone player, songwriter, and performer. It would have been a lot easier if Aubrey Logan would have just picked one, but she's never been one to be pigeonholed. She lives her life outside of the box, and that makes her difficult to define. That's okay with her because she purposely defies definition. She's still known as a world-class singer-instrumentalist, but she's revealed that there's so much more. We expect this show to be fun with great energy, said Bethany Lay, Columbia State Vice President for Advancement and Executive Director of the Columbia State Foundation. Bring your valentine for an enjoyable night of entertainment, she said. Individual tickets are on sale for $30 each plus tax for adults and $20 each plus tax for Columbia State students. To charge tickets by phone using a major credit card, you can call 931-540-2879 or purchase them in person in room 113 of the Prior Administration Building on the Columbia campus, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. On the night of the performance, the box office opens at 6 p.m. in the Kenneth and Ramona Cherry Theater, located in the Wayman L. Hickman Building on the Columbia campus. Theater doors open at 6.30 p.m. and the show begins at 7 the Columbia campus is located at 1665 Hampshire Pike in Columbia. For more information, visit www.columbiastate.edu forward slash performance dash series. Krish Alipati's focus is South Indian cuisine. Serving the region's distinctive food is Shank Panagodi's decade-long ambition, the restaurateurs are continuing that mission this month with the opening of Aha Indian Grill in Spring Hill. But Aha isn't a chain like their two Bawarchi restaurants. Alapati and Panagodi created this concept, and it includes a tandoor. What is Aha Indian Grill? South Indian cuisine is entirely different from the northern foods served throughout America, Alapati said. The southern style includes idli, dosa, vada, biryanis, and unique spicy appetizers. The northern style emphasizes curry and non-bread. 
The Tandor Grill, a cylindrical clay oven used to cook meat, is what sets AHA apart from Boarchi Biryana Point in Franklin and Boarchi Birianis in Mount Pleasant, or I'm sorry, Mount Juliet. Both locations are part of a large restaurant franchise with more than 60 locations. They also plan to offer fine wine at AHA. We were very successful with our franchise there, Alapati said. However, our customers wanted more. We were limited in our offerings and within the franchise's constraints, he said. Not anymore. AHA Indian Grill, which also offers more space, showcases a different menu, including tikka masala, butter masala, biryanis, Indian tandoor sizzlers, and samosas. AHA will also offer a range of vegetarian and vegan options, as well as Indian-inspired cocktails and desserts. Indian cuisine options weren't available in the area, stretching from Thompson Station to Columbia, Alapati said. This void made rapidly growing Spring Hill an ideal location. The business partners calculated patron loyalty in deciding to open a second Williamson County establishment. Several customers who visit us at our other restaurant locations want us to be closer. Being local, we want to serve this great community, Alapati said. AHA Indian Grill is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Reservations are recommended. They're located at 3015 Belcher Village, Suite 101 in Spring Hill. You can learn more by visiting www.ahaindiangrill.com. Join Murray Alliance on January 31st at 5 p.m. for their most anticipated event of the year as they celebrate their 2022 accomplishments and recognize the transition of their volunteer leadership. This will be a lively night of entertainment and networking, celebrating business and industry in Murray County with dinner and beverages by Puckets and live music featuring Austin Tyler Jones. In addition to their normal programming, they're excited to use this year's event as an opportunity to unveil a brand new, uniquely branded talent attraction campaign for Murray County, which you will not want to miss. You can purchase tickets now to guarantee a seat at Murray Alliance's biggest event of the year. Visit www.murrayalliance.com for more information and for tickets. Columbia State Community College will host virtual freshman and dual enrollment information sessions through the month of May. These information sessions are a great opportunity for incoming and prospective students to learn about the benefits of attending Columbia State regarding scholarships, degree pathways, and transferability, said Samuel Day, Columbia State Enrollment Recruiter. Dual enrollment is also discussed in depth and is an amazing opportunity for high school students to earn college credit before formally entering higher education, he said. The information sessions are designed for high school juniors and seniors and parents or guardians interested in learning more about dual enrollment classes or attending Columbia State. The information sessions will cover the dual enrollment grant, which provides high school students the opportunity to take up to five dual enrollment courses tuition-free. In addition, participants can learn more about Tennessee Promise, which allows graduating high school and homeschool seniors the opportunity to earn a degree or certificate from a community or technical college tuition-free. The next information session will take place on February 7th from 6 to 7 p.m. You can learn more and find more information by contacting Samuel Day at 615-790-4409 or by email at sday at columbiastate.edu. And now your hometown memorials sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. 
Mrs. Mary Lorraine Gifford Paul, 89, a resident of Columbia, died Saturday, January 21st at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mrs. Paul will be conducted on Wednesday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Rose Hill Cemetery. Mr. Earl Franklin Bud Grubbs Jr., aged 82, of Lebanon, passed away at Vanderbilt University Hospital on Saturday, January 21st. Funeral services for Mr. Grubbs will be at 2 p.m. on Wednesday, January 25th at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home in Columbia. Internment will be at Polk Memorial Gardens. Visitation will be held at Oaks and Nichols on Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Mrs. Lula May Rochelle Riley, 86, of Columbia, passed away on Monday, January 23rd at NHC Murray Regional Transitional Care Center. Funeral services for Mrs. Riley will be conducted on Friday, January 27th at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 4 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. Mr. David L. Edwards Sr., 91, died Friday, January 20th at his home in the Southern Oaks Senior Living Community in Henderson, Tennessee. Funeral services for Mr. Edwards will be conducted on Friday, January 27th at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home in Columbia. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Friday from 12 noon until service time at the funeral home. Mr. Elmer Dwayne E.D. Brewer, 78, a resident of Murfreesboro, Tennessee, died on Monday, December 19th at his home. A memorial service will be conducted on Saturday, January 28th at 12 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Inurnment will follow at Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Saturday from 10 a.m. until service time at the funeral home. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help, gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, we made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we'll have cloudy skies today with a few showers developing during the afternoon. The high will be 52 early in the day with temps falling to near 40 degrees. Winds will be out of the west-southwest at 15 to 25 miles per hour. The chance of rain, 30%. Winds could occasionally gust over 40 miles per hour. Overnight tonight, we'll have more overcast skies. A few flurries or snow showers are possible. The low will be around 34 degrees. Winds will be out of the west at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today.
Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see Shelter Agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, friends. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. Thank you seems appropriate for this time of year. At Tennessee Children's Home, we have even more to be thankful for this year. We have a new campus and have moved in. We've been overwhelmed by the support you have given us to the move to the new campus. Please continue to support us as we try to pay off this debt. Please go to our website, TennesseeChildrensHome.org, for more information. This is Brian King from Tennessee Children's Home. More than 95% of people incarcerated will come home like I did. I'm William Arnold, director of the new Tennessee Office of Reentry. When they come home, we want to be ready to help remove barriers to employment. It's okay if you've been incarcerated or justice involved. Help is available. Go to TNWorkReady.com or visit your local American Job Center. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Labor and Workforce Development, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters, and this station. TNWorkReady.com. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7, your hometown source for news and information. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. 
Nashville's tourism hit a new high last year after a record-breaking year of economic activity generated by tourism. 2023 is projected to bring in even higher numbers of visitor spending, according to the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. Last year saw the most hotel room nights sold in a single year in Nashville at 9.5 million room nights, the organization announced. The numbers show the industry has seen a strong recovery since the pandemic. New hotel construction has also seen significant growth. We are proud of the record-breaking performance and the city's momentum as a top global destination, said Kevin Lavender, chair of the board of directors for the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. The hospitality industry works hard to generate economic activity and tax revenue to make sure the entire city benefits and will always keep an eye on managing growth and staying true to the Music City brand, he said. Here are three things to know about the record-breaking year of tourism spending and 2023 projections. The month of October saw 935,778 hotel rooms sold, the most room nights ever sold in a single month in Nashville's history. October is also a record month in hotel tax collections at $12.86 million, breaking the record set in June at $12 million, uh, $12.17 million. Visitor spending in Nashville in 2022 was estimated at a record $8.8 billion. The number of visitors to the city in 2022 was $14.4 million, an increase of 13% from 2021. Projections indicate Nashville will grow as a market in 2023. Hotel demand is forecasted to grow annually by 10% compared to 2022. Nashville expects to welcome 15 million visitors outside 50 miles of the city in 2023. The large majority of visitors are projected to be domestic travelers. Visitor spending is projected to be about $9.3 billion in 2023, up 5% from 2022. In the past five years, close to 11,000 new hotel rooms have opened. According to the NCVC, the industry is undertaking a five-year strategic plan to maintain momentum and keep tourism demand strong. With more hotel rooms opening up, demand will need to keep up with additional supply for the industry to see continued growth. 15 more hotels with 2,567 rooms are under construction and plan to open by the end of 2024. An additional 43 hotels are in the planning stages, according to the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. The rocket towering over the Alabama Welcome Center near the Tennessee state line will be removed after nearly 44 years, according to the U.S. Space and Rocket Center. The Saturn 1B, the beloved Interstate 65 landmark, has welcomed travelers in and out of Alabama since 1979. Families making the drive from Middle Tennessee to the Gulf Coast are familiar with the rocket as it is easily visible from the road. Exposed to the elements, the structure has degraded over the years and is now beyond repair, according to officials. Owned by NASA, the rocket is on loan for display at the rest stop. A removal date has not yet been set. According to a statement from the U.S. Space and Rocket Center, initial estimates showed that the cost of disassembling and reconstructing the beacon would cost exceed $7 million, with no guarantee the rocket would withstand the process. It would take experts more than a year of full-time work to make the repairs on site, the statement said. The repairs would not prevent continued deterioration. 
We are inspired by the community's passion for the rocket and the accomplishments it represents, said Kimberly Robinson, CEO and executive director of the U.S. Space and Rocket Center. Whether the rocket is replaced by a replica of the Saturn 1B or another rocket, we're excited at the possibility for a new enduring emblem of Alabama's leadership in space exploration, she said. The Rocket Center and its partners will work to find a sustainable and economically feasible replacement for the iconic rocket, the statement said. No timeline has been given. After giving Tennessee his all for the past two seasons, coach Josh Heupel is getting a contract extension worth millions. Heupel's extension terms include annual compensation of eight million seven hundred twenty-five thousand. I'm sorry, yes, eight million seven hundred twenty-five thousand dollars plus incentives, keeping him in Big Orange through January of 2029. The pay rate roughly translates into a seven hundred twenty-seven thousand dollar paycheck each month, excluding taxes and other things. The extension also adds a year onto the previous extension that was signed last year. The new contract extension also deletes a line in a previous contract that limited the amount of annual compensation at $1.2 million. The contract extension increases the number of round-trip flights that Hypel is ex- entitled to is five, with an additional ten occupied legs. Under Hypel's leadership, Tennessee experienced its first 11-win season in more than two decades. He has produced an 18-8 and overall record, seven victories over top 25 teams at the time of meeting, the program's first New Year's Six berth in the college football playoff era, and a number six final ranking. The seven ranked wins are third nationally among FBS head coaches during that span. UT was three and seven a season prior to Heupel's arrival. I am grateful to President Boyd, Chancellor Plowman, Danny White, and of Vol Nation for their tremendous support, Heupel said. Our staff takes great pride in representing the power T, and it's something we never take for granted. We will continue to work tirelessly to build a championship program that all of Vol Nation and all VFLs can be proud of, Heupel said. Most importantly, our players are the top our players are the people who deserve all of the credit for our resurgence on Rocky Top, he said. Over the last two years they believed in us and poured their energy into every single day with hard work, leadership, cohesiveness, and consistent habits. I am proud to be their coach, Heupel said. In both seasons under Heupel, Tennessee has surpassed its SEC preseason projected order of finish. Heupel's Vols, Vol, I'm sorry, Heupel's Vols entered the 2022 campaign unranked, but ascended to number one in the initial college football playoff rankings after a rapid 8-0 start, giving UT its first top pole position since the 1998 national championship season. Heupel joined College Football Hall of Famers Philip Fulmer, General Robert Neeland, and Bowden Wyatt to lead a Tennessee team to a number one ranking. Heupel became the first Vol coach in 21 years to defeat Alabama, Florida, and LSU in the same season, as Neyland Stadium became the epicenter of the sports sport with multiple ESPN college game day appearances and six consecutive sellouts. UT secured its first ever New Year's Six Bowl berth and defeated ACC champion Clemson 31 to 14 to claim its first Orange Bowl trophy since 1939. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee today. 
Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today, and now our final story. The NFL announced yesterday in a press release eight-time Grammy Award-winning country artist Chris Stapleton will honor America by singing the national anthem before the 57th National Football League Championship game at 5.30 p.m. Central Time on Sunday, February 12th at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. The event will be broadcast on Fox. R&B legend Babyface will perform America the Beautiful. Notable, too, will be the Emmy Award-winning actor-singer Cheryl Lee Ralph, who will perform the 123-year-old hymn, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Since 1917, the song, long communally sung within black communities, has been promoted by the NAACP as the Negro National Anthem. The game's halftime show will also feature Rihanna, a nine-time Grammy Award-winning performer, Stapleton's appearance continues a trend of country stars singing the anthem before the Super Bowl, as six-time Grammy-nominated country artist Mickey Guyton performed it last year at Los Angeles' SoFi Stadium. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.